Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Collective Podcast. My name is Louis. And I'm Julia. And in today's episode, we'll be discussing something that we've wanted to cover for quite a while now, and that is the topic of, well, the much debated topic of celebrity casting or stunts casting as it's known within the industry. Um, it's certainly something that raises eyebrows when it is announced. Um, and for anyone who's not sure what it is, it's essentially, as the name suggests, when a big celebrity of some format is cast into a role within a theatre production, be that theatre or musical theatre. Um, and as I said, it's something that causes a lot of controversy and a lot of discussion. And that's something that we're going to have today about sort of the pros and cons of it. Um, how it can be helpful but also how it can be detrimental to the industry. So one of the main reasons for stunt casting is to bring audiences into into the theatre, into shows, maybe a new demographic, um, maybe a demographic of, of young people that wouldn't have kind of been encouraged to see the theatre other than because their favourite person is in that show. So for example, Joe Sugg, a YouTube personality, he had debuted a role on Waitress, a West End musical, and that was his first role there. Um, and he probably brought a lot of teenage girls into the theatre so that they could see him. And what is a great positive is that the show, you know, because of that sponsoring by his face essentially as in everything he he is his following um the theater you know makes more money there is more talk about a musical such as waitress um they can afford to maybe uh, put more money into adverts and, and that kind of thing so it's all kind of like a marketing scheme mm. which you kind of have to separate that from the individual themselves so we'll get onto that later but Another example would be Blake Harrison, who also had the same role that uh, Joe Sugg played in Waitress. Um, he's from The Inbetweeners. He's done done a few shows, hasn't he? Um, another great example, which many of you all know, is Carrie Hope Fletcher, who has been in theatre ever since she was a child, but uh, soon after rose to fame on YouTube, um, scoring over 600,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, or we have someone like Dove Cameron, you know, from the US, who was a personality on Disney Channel, and then later on moved to Hairspray Live, Mamma Mia, recently Light in the Piazza in the UK. So uh, there's a whole array of people. So these individuals essentially impact theatre greatly because they provide, you know, um, a, a new demographic more ticket holders and therefore greater success for the industry and the show itself because usually these shows will have a running time of for example six weeks and this could be extended to eight weeks 12 weeks maybe more maybe they'll go and tour if it does if the show does really well and that sometimes is down to the amount of promoting they've done hence why they they interchange stunt uh, you know the stunt casting and they bring people on and that's the positive yeah. of stunt casting i think for that if it's maybe an unknown show maybe it's the first preview maybe it's press night it would be great to have maybe a celebrity one celebrity just mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. in the sh in the show and oh, it would be great if it was preferably not the main roles mm -hmm. maybe a subordinate role or maybe one main role. That's yeah. my personal opinion and, and how it can have a positive effect. But of course, I have the contrary to that also. Yeah, so straight away, like the instant 
downside to that is that by giving a whatever role it is to a celebrity um, to take part in stunt casting, you are taking that away from someone's potential first ever role in the industry. You're taking it away from someone who's more qualified. More qualified. To do the role. Yep, trying to make a living as opposed to a celebrity who's more inclined to have more money, and therefore this role doesn't mean as much to them. Um, talking about meaning as much it could be like you know you've got actors who train for specific roles all their lives like that's what they really want to be in um, and then all of a sudden you've got Joe Sugg coming in and playing it you know, it can be a bit of like a... who for him for him it's like oh I'll just try this as a new thing give it a go but maybe mm. you will never ever act in any show mm. ever and I think again. it's certainly like obviously I'm not an actor but I imagine if I was it'd be a bit of a kick in the teeth to see someone like that just waltz into a role when you're having to try so hard to land any type of role um, when you're competing against hundreds thousands Completely. of people just to land a, an ensemble role or just someone in the background um, it could it could be really downheartening and you know yeah. a, a, a lot of losing morale occurring yeah <laughs> and also you spent money and you've got you know you're in debt because you've paid to be in a drama school that has trained you and you've got an agent and you might have not, you know, you might have not even been suited to the role, but because that spot had already been filled, because it's an automatic kind of yes, and they've probably, he's probably just sent self tapes and things. Oh yeah, cool. We'll we'll have him on for six weeks. Mm. Then that person, whoever could have had that role, didn't even get a chance to because the door just closed straight away. The only positive that I can think of is if that person, because it's got such a great following and they feature cast members, then those people, those actors can also have a, a somewhat of a following because they're all interacting with each other, they're tagging on Instagram and whatnot. A personal story that I was told from from uh, someone on an intensive course that I did was that he was um, debuting in his first show, it was Joseph, and he undercovered a celebrity um, and they don't usually say when the celebrity is not going to be performing and someone's going to be covering because, of course, that would mean people would ask for refunds and so on and so forth. And the show does just as well if there's an undercover because they're also qualified to do the same thing on the same level, sometimes, if not mm. better. Controversial. <laughs> and so this man, he was performing his debut, his, you know, imagine first, first cover Joseph. He walks on and they announce before that this person is going to be covering. And in the audience, he hears boos. There's people booing him, you know, and it's literally, he's on stage, he's about to start, the curtain's about to open. And he said to himself, I'm going to win these guys over. I, this could really kind of, you know, deter me, but I'm going to do my job. Um, and then this, he, he did it, he, he won the audience over, he got a standing ovation. And then at the end of it, um, the next day, this celeb kind of, um, featured him on his Instagram and he got a great following from that so that's the only thing I could think that is positive to the other cast members also experience and maybe contacts you know if that person has a PR manager a specific agent for what they do maybe you can get into YouTube or talk to them if they're YouTube personality how I can make it or what equipment do you use you know so it is kind of like a mutual relationship mm. and most of these celebrities are absolutely lovely but i think it's something that needs to be happening less of because you can still market the hell out of a show 
via adverts and in, in, in YouTube clips and underground, you know, posters without kind of taking jobs off of actors that are actually trained, you know, mm. because it's such a competitive industry in itself. Mm. And it does really annoy me when I constantly see someone like Carrie Hope Fletcher, which is, you know, incredibly talented, but she's always headlining these roles. She's doing Cinderella now. Um, she's done um, The Addams Family. She's done Les Mis for, you know, about three years. And this is great. This is fabulous, you know, amazing. But it's when you're constantly seeing the same people in on roles. On a conveyor belt. Yeah. On a conveyor belt. And yeah, they're reliable and they're getting the job. But that's the thing. You're blocking that progress for other people who are coming into industry and just getting ensemble roles constantly. Which are just they're incredibly important and they drive the show forward. But let those people step out from that ensemble and let them have a cover role. Let them be a main part. Yeah, and, and just going back to your little anecdote, there's there's another example um, regarding Sheridan Smith when she was doing the West End production of Funny Girl. She had a lengthy absence from that, and so her understudy was performing in her absence. And she got people demanding refunds and firing abuse at her while she was on stage. So yeah, it's certainly not a isolated incident and it's certainly something that happens. And I just suppose that raises the question about, you know, you can talk about getting extra people coming along to watch certain personalities, etc. But at the end of the day, are they really likely to stick around are you actually retaining these people or if they literally just come for one down to london and then off we yeah go. like i imagine i imagine it depends sort of depends on the celebrity like someone like joe sugg he's a youtube sensation and i imagine he's got a lot of like core stands basically so i imagine they would follow him to the end of the world and anything he was in they would go and see it but are they really and this isn't me being elitist with the audiences of theater like theaters for everyone and really it's theatres that it's their job to make things these things more open whether that's reducing ticket prices which i certainly think is something they should be looking at doing um i mean that's now all up they, in the air with yeah. covid and everything but just generally and there are schemes for young people where there are you can get tickets for five pounds um, i forgot what it was but i'm sure if you google it there's there's schemes there's not enough but there, there, there has been some kind of, you know, mm. help. But like, as I said, the likes of um, a Joe Sugg, like you've got people just following them to the end of the earth, going to see them in this. Are you really retaining them from seeing something like Waitress? Are they really then going to sort of stick around and go to your theatre again to watch someone else do the role? Or are they going to go and watch another show? I don't know the answer to that. I'd love to mm-hmm. sort of see what the retention levels are like. But I purely guessing i imagine it's not a very high rate and i feel like it is just um like a quick and easy way to get people in seats yeah but there's no sort of long-term vision behind it yeah i agree whereas you have like fandoms like carrie hope fletcher's audiences which probably would return and because she has constant roles and it's not just a one thing she constantly has an audience and she she is a she's in a great position she her career is astounding but she brings in audiences because she does so much and she's always doing stuff and her audience because her youtube channel as you said it depends on the sensate on the youtube sensation the celebrity because her youtube channel encompasses um theater 
she'd always talk about theatre, what her dreams were, writing music, Q&As, then her fandom follows her and will watch other things as well. This just reminded me, there was a Love Island contestant, Amber Davies, who, um, well, she was actually trained. She trained in Erdang, which is one of the top drama schools in the UK. She went up Love Island, but she she is a performer and she went on to be one of the main characters in 9 to 5 and she played her for a significant amount of time. And again, it's like uh, help her Love Island kind of quote unquote career or, you know, appearance allowed her, and it was a stepping stone, and I remember talking to my friends about this, how lucky she was, a stepping stone into being with Curtis Brown, which is literally one of the top three agents in the UK. Incredible agency, lots of famous, lots of great actors, lots of actors that will get secure jobs through this agency. And she managed to get this role, you know, after training. So she, that's the thing. This is like a merging, merging of, of the two. This fact that she had trained for three years, but she was smart to do something like Love Island and get recognized and win. Didn't she win? I think she won. And, um, and go on to a West End show, you know, at the Savoy Theatre, nine to five. Incredible musical. Um, and yeah, good for her. I mean, good for her. Good that she kind of stroked the struck the iron whilst it was hot you know amazing but at that point it's a smart tactic but who who can actually afford all that to go on a show and you know but at that point does it become less about your acting ability and taking part in auditions like every other actor or does it just become a case of someone seeing a famous name on the sheet of someone who wants to do this role and them getting looked upon much more favorably a hundred percent, I think it's a complete biased thing. Yeah, so in that sense, I feel like you can't even say... Because you can have a go at people who get a lot of roles and say, well, they're blocking space for other people, but if they are going just through the auditions and they're constantly getting selected from these auditions, then fair enough. But when it gets to a point where they're getting in purely on name, then that's when it that's becomes a problem. That's the big problem, a hundred percent. And I'm looking forward to see what, what, what goes on with her career and what she does. But um, yeah, it's, it's just an unfair advantage. Mm. Not all of us are going to be Instagram stars and it puts pressures on aspiring actors such as myself and my friends to have all this following. And what can I, you know, not that I think, oh, what can I do to have a great, great following? But I definitely take care of my Instagram and what I do with it. And, you know, even having a podcast and exposing myself, exposing myself, you know, having exposure because it all, it really does matter. It, mm. it matters so much. And I wanted to ask you about, because we spoke about the types of celebrities that appear in this stunt casting, um, just sort of where you would draw the line. And I feel like I know the answer, but it's just worth talking about from someone like a Joe Sugg, a Blake Harrison, who are almost sort of household names based on other things. I mean, I know Blake Harrison was in a TV And is actually series, an actor. And he's an actor. Uh, so more like a Joe Sugg and some of the other names you mentioned, they come from a YouTube background or something that's outside of um, acting. They wouldn't have trained for specifically for acting. As opposed to someone like a Benedict Cumberbatch, a Tom Hiddleston, um, coming back and t- taking part in roles um, for more independent shows for like passion projects that have like small run times that kind of thing is there a 
a difference there. Yeah, so someone like Joe Sugg or Cameron Dallas, for example, who who starred in Mean Girls on Broadway, they, I think that, that is a push. I don't think that's okay. Um, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be happening. Like, yeah, you know, they're giving him a chance or whatever, but why give someone a chance when, honestly, I saw YouTube clips, he wasn't that great, Joe Sugg. Like, I, it was very flat performance. Um, I think he grew into the role, but there's actors who won't have to grow into the role and can just be there and do it like that, like in a click, in an instant. Mm. I don't think they can afford, I don't think it is, I don't think theatres can afford to take a risk on an actor's performance, which is why what you were saying, you know, they're, they are kind of doing it for the name. Great advantage for for um, yeah. for some t- ticket sales, but you're sacrificing acting ability then. And it's not like they need to be given a chance, as you said, because they've already got a career outside of acting. Exactly. He's he's eating fine. Yeah. He's, he's got a good job. He's got a good home. However much YouTubers say AdSense doesn't get them good money, bullshit. They're because they are doing just fine, honestly. Um, and there's many, as you said in the previous episode, 50% of actors in 2017 were living beyond, uh, below mm. the poverty line. So why are you stunt casting so much? You know, especially someone like Joe Sarg or, you know, I was outraged when I saw Cameron Dallas, who I think he had a few like, um, a few allegations. I don't know what the nature was, but that he's not a great person. Like he's not, you know, the smartest of people. He's just not someone you'd expect to see on the theatre stage. So I think we just need to invest in actors who actually studied in musical theatre or theatre or who are with an agent who have been trying for a long time so that those spots aren't taken away from them because Mm. that's exactly why they're living below the poverty line Mm. because their jobs are being taken by stunt casting. Obviously not on a huge, you know, grand scheme of things. Acting is in general a really unsecure job and you don't get paid well for it. When well, you actually do get a job, but that's a it. that's a byproduct. So the fact that stunt casting is existent is existing is is, you know, one of the main reasons as well that money is being taken away from that actor's pocket. Mm. And that's like you know, I imagine that's the only excuse that directors and casters would be able to give you is that it's a way to attract bigger audiences, a way to get more money into theatre. Um, but I think a serious discussion needs to be had about if that's the best way. Again, in terms of are you retaining those audiences or are they literally just coming for that one actor and that's there, I, that, that's yeah. them with the West End done. Um, there, there's got to be other ways. And I know you mentioned there's schemes for young people, but even like myself, when we're looking at ticket prices you know a lot of the time you end up choosing the ones that are right at the back Back, because and even some of those can be quite expensive so I feel like ticket prices need to be looked at because you can then argue that when you invite a celebrity to perform a role those ticket prices then deserve to be high because you have to pay them extra I imagine but that's another thing I want to talk about because it's you're just making it a purely for profit thing you're looking at every way to squeeze out more money because not uh, your ticket price, a very small fraction of that will be actually going to the actors, exactly. going to the people behind it. A lot of that will be just going to the theatre, the theatre company itself, which I understand you need that because without that you don't have a theatre. But there's got to be a point when 
you're looking to look after your audience and invite a bigger audience because if you're constantly selling out if your ticket prices are a little bit lower you're not really missing out on much completely if you're every single night selling out because you know you just get random people coming in want to give Tourists it a try as yeah. well yeah um you always get you know one-off um one-off newcomers to theater and probably half of those stall tickets you know that go i paid 100 pounds for first row tickets which is actually really good they were discounted for me and my mum to go see a christmas show mm. half if not less of those stall um seats will pay all the actors wage for that day for that from that one show and most shows go on eight times a week you know another thing i wanted to mention that you touched upon is the fact that that, that celebrity might get paid more i think this is absolutely like no it's a big no from me. Why is that person, that person hasn't been trained, trained, maybe they've done rehearsals, etc., etc. But why are they being paid more than those actors who are actually in debt and probably need that money to, you know, pay off whenever they can hmm. or whenever they will? I mean, again, I don't know if that's true, but I just, I, I no, no, no. This is... is, I mean, we don't know because theatres never disclose that kind of information. There are theatres that kind of operate on a and I, I know I knew this but I can't remember but there's there's a couple of theatres in London who have and it's probably with, with a kind of equity agreements and contracts that they work on just one um pay so the ensemble member will get the same as the uh you know as the main cast lead member actors, as the lead yeah. actor exactly um but if if honestly that is infuriating if the celebrity gets more than his uh co-star mm. his leading co-star that is infuriating and i don't think that should be, ever be a thing i mean i just wonder how the process happens like is it a case of someone like a joseph just deciding they'd like to be in a musical and asking an agent to approach directors or is it is it the opposite of directors searching out people like this? Like, does someone watch a Joe Sugg and think, wow, I'd love that audience to come and watch? I think it's exactly what you're saying. I think it can both... Like, they have enough uh, power, money and, you know, contacts and network mm. to to do that, to outreach. And they probably have a PR uh, mm. person, you know, so they can reach out. And I don't know how it works. If you have to have an agent then... Um, maybe their PR company that he's with ha is automatic he's automatically assigned to an agent for for commercials for that kind of thing um but I do remember him kind of I remember watching a video when he first announced that he was de debuting on on Waitress that he he sent a few uh, video self tapes and that was kind of it um and I think he was approached I mean the same way they get approached for Strictly let's say um Obviously, that's Which a is really medium. bad if that's true. I mean, either way, it's not very good if someone can just approach a director and say, I want to be in your play or your production, and they say, yeah, cool. Or if they're purposefully ignoring actors by trade and going after celebrities. Either way, it doesn't matter which one's true. One of them is. Um, but either way, it's a damning indictment of sort of the, the scene today and what needs to change. Completely agree with that. So that was just a little insight on our opinions on, on stunt casting. Maybe there's more coming in the future. We'd probably, maybe if we if we um, see another show, um, we'd, we'd want to comment on it, mm. you know, in the near future when shows come back. 
um, and let us know what your opinions are. Um, check us out on Instagram at Creative Collective Pod. And on our Twitter at create underscore underscore collect. And let us know what you think. We'd love to start a discussion with you. Absolutely. And just uh, before we go, I'd just like to do another announcement about our lovely little partnership with Pluto Press. They've been ever so kind to give us a 35% discount on all of their radical book publishings. So you can go to their website, www.plutopress.co.uk and check out any of their books that you'd like to buy, add them to your uh, checkout cart, and at the checkout, if you enter the discount code CCPOD, so that's CCPOD, all in capitals, all together, and you'll get 35% off everything that's in your cart. And that's not a one-time code either, you can use it as many times as you want on all of the books, uh, all the radical books you could ever look to buy. <laughs> so please go ahead and do that and stick around for future episodes we've been the creative collective pod and thank you for listening thank you